I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. Happy Thursday. What a week. It was a busy one. Absolutely. Newsworthy busy one as well. Very newsworthy on uh, several of the items I plan to bring up this week. I'm not bringing anything up. I'm just sitting here. It's going to make funny noises. Isn't that what you do every week? Every day. Wah, wah, wah. So what's new? Something that's hard to miss in the media is the trucker convoy that has reached Ottawa, Canada. Is that the Freedom Convoy? The Freedom Convoy, the trucker convoy. I've heard it go by a few different titles. And it's hard to miss for for multiple reasons. You have the truckers we talked about last week had a GoFundMe. They raised $10 million. The first million dollars was released. And then there was a freeze put on the account because according to GoFundMe, they wanted to make sure that the funds were in fact going to what they said it was going to go to because it was such a big campaign. So they made a plan to show, hey, it's going to go for fuel, it's going to go for staying overnight places, just the stuff that they said they were raising the funds for, and they had to show their plan. But then GoFundMe decided that the protest that was happening was more of civil unrest, and it was anti-government, and it turned into an occupation. Occupation slash insurrection. Yes, insurrection was one that... I had heard as well. So GoFundMe decided that they didn't want to have that on their platform and have their platform used for that funding. So they decided that they would ban the funds from going to the intended sources. And at first they said, if you gave a written request by a certain date, they would refund your money or else the trucker convoy had to send the money to GoFundMe approved Nonprofits, So basically they were redirecting the funds to whomever they said was good enough. And when there was a lot of outcry over that, the Texas Attorney General said that they were going to start investigating GoFundMe. I think Florida said they were going to look into them as well. And so then they said, that's it. We're just giving everybody's money back and we don't want a part of this. So they're picking and choosing winners and losers, deciding who gets to GoFundMe and who does not. And it always tends to lean one direction more than the other. Well, it does because they actually advertised to help fund people in CHOP or CHAZ, an actual occupation of a city area, a few city blocks up in Seattle. They actually supported that. So they didn't actually mind an occupation when it was for a cause they wanted. Who owns GoFundMe? I don't know. I don't either. I wonder if it's a Soros-run organization or... Bezos or the guy that runs uh, Microsoft? Well, Bill Gates used to, but... Right, he used yeah. to. The Freedom Convoy. Yeah, so they're, they're looking at um, Give, Send, Go, which is a Christian platform now uh, to use to raise the funds. And apparently they've raised millions already on Give, Send, Go. So then the Canadian government decided that they would not allow the funds to go to the intended sources and they they voted to freeze the funds on gifts and go so it couldn't go to their intended sources. What's that tell you? They're probably doing the right thing. Absolutely. Yeah, the Canadian government also pushed to ban carrying gas cans with gas in it. So apparently a lot of them started carrying empty gas cans so you couldn't tell which ones were full and which ones were empty. Yes, and it was a bunch of normal citizens that were walking down the streets just carrying cans and delivering them to the truck drivers, which I thought was pretty cool. It's amazing how when you want to do something that you think is right for yourself and for the country, you get uh, slammed against the wall, called all kinds of names, epithets. Um, Yet when... The other side decides they want to do it. They're superheroes. Yeah, absolutely. 
It, it just, it amazes me when it's good and when it's not good is when the government decides that they will allow you the right to protest whatever it is that they're doing. And as you pointed to earlier, the the media, the government, they've been calling it a siege. They've been calling it an insurrection. I believe the Ontario Premier, Doug Ford, also called it one of those two names, if not both, either a siege or an insurrection. So while this has been going on, while this insurrectionist act has been going on, do you know what Ontario Premier Doug Ford was doing? What was he doing? Having fun and snowmobiling about four hours away from Ottawa. So during an insurrection, man, it sounds like a a very difficult time. He decided that it was so difficult he was going to go snowmobiling and taking a little mini vacay. Well, there are halls of Congress or what it's called. Is it Parliament? Yes. They're a parliamentary system. It didn't look like there was too many people outside of the building when I saw that this morning while they were inside talking about uh, the goods and the the bads of this insurrection. Yeah, well, they said it's stopping about 28%. One of the particular bridges that they're blocking has about 28% of their commerce go through it per year from the United States. So they don't want to stop commerce, even though they shut things down and stopped commerce themselves well probably when they stopped commerce and they had us isolate for 14 days 12 days 10 days two days whatever it was to bend the curve sideways or backwards or upside or downwards um, they probably stopped more commerce and cost us more money than something that's been going on for a week or two you know yeah but of course the people who would protest yeah they're the problem well it's amazing how they were heroes during the height of the covid when they were delivering supplies and all the here we go, unvaccinated nurses and doctors, because there were no vaccines at the time, and they were literally on the front lines. Now they have no jobs, but it was okay. It was okay then, but it's not okay now. Yep. Yeah, you're the problem. You're the problem. Not them. Not not the government officials who, who stand up on their perch and preach at how great they are and how hard it's been for them and how much they've done. Oh, but the person who actually continued working, the person who went out day after day, the person who trucked our goods, the person who took care of us medically, they're the bad guy because they won't do what we say now. And it's amazing. You think about it. Even grocery clerks were out there on the front lines and a misstep because we were unaware of what this thing was and how to actually handle it with all these plastic sheets that were put up in front of the registers actually probably caused more COVID to these poor workers than if they would have just left it down and let the air conditioning system cycle that air through since it was aerosolized in the air and they would have moved it out of the way instead of bouncing it off these things and back into these folks' faces. Yeah, You know what's good about that, though? What's that? Is a lot of them that were unvaccinated that ended up getting COVID that lived through it if they didn't have comorbidities now have really good antibodies. But we still don't believe in antibodies. Yes, but apparently the CDC does because their own studies that just came out say that they do. I'm surprised they were allowed to study it. I'm surprised uh, they didn't shut that study down. Right, but empirical data, it's kind of hard to hide hide the truth when it's happening and coming out all over the world. Just like young kids, ages uh, birth to 10, I think, are well protected from this thing, especially if they get it. Then they have super immunity, yet half the nation or a quarter of the nation wants them to get vaccinated as well. I'm just so sad for us. Well, it, it's it's confusing time. You're right. It is very confusing. So, uh, but speaking of the CDC, they are working with the fact checkers to help endorse a change in the definition of what it means to be vaccinated. Like they change the definition and then right away. There's the fact checkers just, it's not fact check false or fact check true. It's just, we changed it a little bit, so it's okay. Well, yeah, that's how you make it all right. Even though a lot of doctors around the world are saying we cannot have too many shots. That's not the fix, especially past three. That's really not the fix. Just, just keep, just one more, just one more, just one more, just another. It's amazing that I I heard a stat today that since COVID 2020, 2021 our murder rate and crime rate across america has just exploded 
Yeah, but if you listen to some of our uh, Congress people, they still want to defund the police, even though we've defunded in areas and they've, t- you know, stepped away from their jobs too. And yet here we are saying defund the police right. even more, so crime could go down. Right, and uh, homicides are up thirty percent nationwide, and year over year, it's the biggest increase in our history, our tracked history. It's crazy that our homicide rate would go up, our theft rate would go up, even though some people like AOC said that organized crime rings and theft rings were just non-existent and there was no data to support it or whatever she declared at the time. But yet here we are actually witnessing things with our own eyes and we're supposed to not believe what we're seeing. Well, apparently you can't believe the testing because they just recalled about 600,000 of the uh, home tests again. You know that most of those are made in China, if not all. Well, all of the ones that I have found so far are made in China. Well, I often wonder, Dad, if they already have COVID on them. And then when you pull them out of the pack and you stick that swab up your nose, you're actually giving yourself yourself COVID. Oh, that's a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. And speaking of testing... What's the dude's name that's in charge of France? Macron. Yes. He just met with Putin. He refused to take a test to see if he had COVID. He would not use a Russian test kit because he was afraid they were going to steal his DNA. Isn't that what we're saying China's doing during the uh, Olympics? Yes. Interesting thing about that, about stealing DNA, let's uh, swap over to an airplane out of new york yesterday had to divert had to delay two hours so they could uh, take an unruly passenger off the airplane he accused a lady sitting either next to him or behind him of using a needle to stab him and steal his dna was he crazy or was she um do we have a needle mark i think he's a little nuts Uh oh yeah he threatened a two-year-old kid on the plane i believe i saw that he threatened to kill the two-year-old and that's when about a half a dozen passengers i'm going to use this i don't know if this is my coin phrase but they jumped and thumped him well rightfully so if someone threatened my kid or a two-year-old in my vicinity i don't know that i would just be like yeah okay whatevs dude yeah so he's been removed from the plane and uh, he's probably wearing a nice looking coat right now in a rubber room yeah so jumping back real, real quick to the, the actual COVID test. Okay, so most of them are made in China. How often do you buy something that is made in China and you think, man, this is really good quality? Never. Oftentimes, when I refer to Chinese-made goods or goods made in China... I I call them cheap Chinese trash. And that's not a dig at the people of China. That's a dig at the, the products that are coming out of China. Because sometimes I don't even get one use. I had my husband bought me a watch for an anniversary. And it was bought off of uh, Amazon. And it was from China. And when I put it on, the glass was so thin on the watch face that it immediately broke immediately and i didn't get one wear out of it nice did you send it back to china and ask for another one no they charge you so a lot of the stuff that that comes out they'll say oh we'll replace it but we're going to charge you for the shipping and the shipping is more than the product so they just basically sell you something that they get money for and they'll walk away from because they're not going to stand behind that that product. Yeah, that's funny because I saw some necklaces online the other day that looked pretty cool and I thought I'd order a few. But every time you added a quantity, it doubled the shipping price. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about so right. So shipping ended up being more than six necklaces. Yeah, that that also sounds about right. I, I ordered clothing for my children and it was in their sizing chart. So I order a few different pieces of clothes when they were younger and I get it and I go to put it on them and the head holes too small that not even a baby doll head could fit through the head opening and there would be disproportionate sizes 
uh, lesson learned. I just quit buying, but we are here. We are in the middle of the need to have at home tests because some places require it for you to return to employment or return to school or whatever. The only ones you can find are made in China, and here they are. They're getting recalled because the quality of the product is so terrible. Yeah, and you're right, and it's not a knock on the citizens of China because they're just doing what their companies ask them to do. It has to do with them mass-producing, like, say, one shirt 45 million times, and the, the quality control just isn't there. You know where else there's no quality control? And running for government? Pretty much, but in the uh, Bay Area, San Francisco. So we have police that police bad people. We have psychologists, psychiatrists, and counselors that counsel people that have mental issues. Yet the mayor of San Francisco has asked the citizens to take in homeless. I think it's something like 30,000 in the area. They want the citizens and landlords to house the homeless so that will get rid of the homeless problem by housing them in your house with so what, your family. So what they're saying is the hundreds of million dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars they've used to try to fix this has been an abject failure. It's absolutely been a failure. Yes. And here they are wanting to have you house somebody with unknown drug, alcohol addiction, mental health problems. I didn't even want to have a roommate that I got to pick out of all of the people that I knew after having a bad roommate situation. It just takes one bad roommate situation. You're like, I am never having roommates again. And here you're going to add somebody who has alcohol abuse or drug abuse or mental health issues, provided they could be living on the streets because they want to, but it doesn't mean that they don't also have other issues. Well, that's one thing I was going to ask is who gets to pick and choose which one lives where? So maybe you can find a prior military vet that's just down on his or her luck and need a help and a hand up, and that might be the right recipe for them. However, you're right when you have somebody that has a severe mental issue that's on the street because of a drug issue or alcohol or mental illness or a combination of all the above, why would you want to put them into that environment or your environment? Why don't we have the social workers and the people pushing this start the process first? Let's get them into their homes first. Let's do a case study. Lead by example. Yes, see how it works out. And if it works good, then I might. Then I might do it too, right? Absolutely. And that would be something to consider. And it would be a change to your household. So you have to consider that. Consider all of the issues. But yeah, why don't they do it first? And then we can see how it actually works. I mean, Venice Beach is even out in that area. The residents are having problems because of crime, homeless encampment, safety concerns. And you have, you know, human waste all over, health concern. You have needles. You have other drug, you know, paraphernalia that's out there among many other problems. And so now you just have more millions, even in another city, on unaddressed or wrongly addressed because clearly it's not working. So whatever they think is going to work, we need to do the opposite because so far it hasn't worked. You know, that's a great point, actually. Just looking at the encampments is how they're living in their lifestyle. Because I think when you go buy a home that a person can afford the rent or afford the mortgage and the lawn's three foot tall. There's cars out front. I mean, there's garbage everywhere. Even somebody that can afford a home isn't necessarily living the right way. Or I don't know if that's the appropriate way to put it, but they should really look at the encampments first and go, do we really want to put these people in with the general population within a city? Wouldn't be a good idea. No, absolutely not. But what's another thing to look at is how are people remaining homeless? Because obviously they eat. They have to be eating something because if they never ate, never drank water, you know, never had any liquids of any sort, they would die. So they're they're clearly eating. Uh, whether they also have any other dependencies, that's a side issue. But 
in looking into how people stay homeless, how they're able to provide for some basic needs, it was brought to my attention that you can still receive cash aid for for welfare as well as food stamps while you are homeless. So that would actually cover those necessities while you having no overhead if you're just sleeping in a tent or a box. Tent wouldn't be that bad of a deal, especially if it was in Hawaii on the beach. Yeah, you would only need a tent just to, to stop the water from raining down on you every so often unexpectedly. Absolutely. Guess who might run for president again? You. Tried that once and failed. I actually did write my name in once. Right. And I actually wrote my wife's name in during an election cycle. Is Trump going to run again? I don't know about that, but there's going to be a big announcement either this weekend or next week Clinton. by Hillary Clinton. Oh, goodness gracious, will she just go away? Will and, she just go away? And you and I have talked about that. Let's throw this number out there again. Upwards of 300 million people in America, and we keep recycling the same old stuff. Why? Why her? She's definitely got some knife in, in everybody's side. Yeah, and she's done because I think she's having some kind of issues just like our current president. Because if you watched her run when they were hauling her around in that van the, quite a few times that she tripped, I think she's starting to have cognitive cognitive reasoning issues also. Uh, that would not surprise me. I mean, even just recently, I know he doesn't do very many news interviews, but Biden talking, answering a question about Afghanistan says, Ukraine. Iraq, Afghanistan, he can't even remember which country he's talking about in a single sentence or a single paragraph worth of words. And and that's the guy who is leading the country. Now, clearly, he's not leading the country. Everybody else is running it. There is somebody behind there, somebody pulling those strings, oh, and it's not him. Well, and that's a good point. And I heard that yesterday that they're wanting him to do, there's 40 congressmen and senators that have signed on to a request to have him take a cognitive, cognitive test. Mm -hmm. And one of the newscasters I was listening to brought up a good point that it should be annually with all the pressures of leading the free world and all the stuff that happens on a minute by minute basis, not a day by day basis. Most people would come out of that um, a little flippant and not of sound reason. Not altogether. No, that would make sense that, they would do a cognitive test, but if we actually had presidents do a cognitive test, we look back in our history, I wonder how many of them would have been barred. A quarter. That's it why was. we need to do the Veep and the number three in line also, because if we did the number three in line right now, um, we'd have a new Speaker of the House next week. Yeah, we would. Yeah. The So did you hear about the Biden administration wanting to fund programs that would distribute crack pipes? I did. So it's funny because they said they want to do healthy smoking kits is what they called it. Now, Health and Human Services came out and said that it would actually include the pipes. And so there was a little bit of information on that. And when Jen Psaki was asked about it during one of the uh, White House press secretary meetings. So after... After it was brought up to Jen Psaki, she said that it was lies. Crack pipes would not be included. It was a spin. It was a lie. So it was like spin, spin, spin. Clearly including crack pipes just wasn't something that the U.S. people would stand for. So now they were trying to say that it was never included crack pipes. It included chapstick and other stuff that apparently you need when smoking crack Wow. to be safe. Well, our our uh, war against drugs that I believe Biden helped to go after in the 90s, our, our war on drugs didn't work. So I guess now we just got to make sure people safely do drugs that they can OD on. I don't quite get that one, but okay. They should have just given them all the most lethal, most lethal side of COVID. That would have taken care of. We could have saved $30 million. Yeah, $30 million for crack pipes. But I guess now Republicans are introducing the Hunter Act, so yes. crack pipes can't be given. I will say that's pretty, I understand that Hunter Biden has a drug problem. He has lots of other problems that we should go after, like him 
getting money from China, Ukraine, all of those. I think it's a, a really short-sighted dig to name the Hunter Act to stop people from getting crack pipes. It's just, it is. I don't there, know. There's that, a lot that, of other names they could have come up with. Yeah, that just seems a little too childish to me. The prevent another American from dying of a drug overdose bill. Pretty much anything would have been better. Yes. So for years, they spent, they being the left and news media organizations, spent years, um, for years, linking Trump to a love affair with Russia and being on the take with Russia. I don't know if you remember a lot of those. That would be the Russia collusion of investigation. Well, Ukraine has been in bed with Biden's son on some level, which we know, but there also appears to be some sort of, not a meeting of the minds, but some sort of a relationship between Biden and Russia that exists. To what level, I'm uncertain. But here we spent so many years linking Trump to Russia that didn't actually exist a new poll that came out said Trump voters are twice as likely as Biden voters to say Russia-Ukraine conflict is none of America's business. And I just think it's funny. It's like, well, maybe they just don't want to be linked to Russia or Ukraine or anything like that. Maybe they just, sorry, you made this unfounded accusation for so many years that we just want to step out. I don't know. That was just kind of my little yeah, thought on well, that. Maybe I got a thought on that. Here's a conspiracy theory for you. Maybe there was some new info that was going to come out of Ukraine about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and his family. And he got a hold of Putin and said, hey, I think it's time you invade the Ukraine so we can get rid of all that info. Well, right now they're gearing up to get all the people, U.S. people out of Ukraine because they keep saying it's imminent, that it's going to happen. So uh be interesting to see which way that goes. Yeah, the White House addresses a report today that Putin has decided to invade Ukraine and has deployed paratroopers to Europe. Yeah, and apparently they're they're massing on the borders around different sites to yeah, get they're, to. Yeah, they're completely encircled. Yep. So it, it's going to happen. Yeah, so apparently, if I understand my history correct, Vladimir Putin, that's how you say that, right? Former KGB. Yeah, he is actually the child... Of a Russian father and a Ukrainian mother? I believe so. That sounds correct. And so his claim is that he wants to reunite Ukraine with Russia because he considers the Ukrainian people to be Russians. Family members. So that is some of the biggest propaganda out there that's a whole reason i consider you a part of me so i am going to incite a war so i can take you back over <laughs> i don't think they want to be a part of russia nope so i just found that quite interesting that he would use that little bit of oh my family ties so it's all the same a little bit of history there yeah bob saget sad it is autopsy report came out Apparently, he bonked his head at some point and went to bed. Yep. Didn't think it was of concern, went to bed, died in his sleep. Yeah, I guess they found the brain bleed is what yep. they they determined. They said no drugs, no alcohol. And they had said that from the beginning. There was no drug or alcohol paraphernalia present when they found him. He looked peaceful. So he, it appears he died peacefully in his sleep, which is a way I hope I go when I die. Absolutely. Or I fall out of the sky and hit the ground really hard. No. No? No. I think you'd be dead before you hit the ground. So what, have a heart attack? Yes. Let's bounce back a little bit to masking COVID and all that good stuff. Okay. So let's I, do that. I guess there was a school board meeting back east last week or so. Yes. And some parent was sitting in the back. Minding his own business. For 20 to 30 minutes. But he was unmasked. And a security guard went up to him and said, excuse me, sir, you need to put on a mask. And I guess he asked him a couple times. And on the, the third time. Yes, and the parent did not get disrespectful. He said, thank you very much for your advice, but no. Go ahead from there. So from there, 
Uh, on the third time, they grabbed him from the back and started pulling the chair out from underneath him and forcefully removing him from the school board meeting where he was slated to talk for his, however, I don't know how long that particular school board allows you to talk, but he was planning in the public session portion to speak. And so he was forcefully, physically removed from the school board meeting. And what made it even more interesting, because people, well, he wasn't wearing a mask and that was a part of the rules. Apparently, the school board just had a nice, lovely meeting with some bigwigs and during their meeting during their their back and forth session they were not wearing masks not one of them they were unmasked they took pictures together they were seen hugging on each other i think it happened in new york because one of the the governor of new york was there maybe it wasn't this particular case but the governor of new york is also masking children and she was seen unmasked but yeah, so these council members were, or school board members, were unmasked at their gathering, indoors, all of that stuff, could do whatever they want. But the idea that you would come in front of the school board and be unmasked is worthy of physical force and assault. Well, they should have asked him if he was holding his breath. Yeah, you can hold your breath and you can't get COVID. Absolutely. You can't pass it. So here they are. They get to say that they were holding their breath. They get to say that it was only for a picture. They get to say that it was out of context. But you or your kid, you will be suspended from school. If you're the kid, you will be forcefully removed or barred from entry to a public space. If you're an adult, it's getting, it has already gotten out of control. It is absolutely out of control. We even saw Stacey Abrams do it. She went to do a session where she was reading a book to the children and she has a photo op. She's not wearing a mask, but all of the kids in the picture are masked up. I don't care if she was holding her breath. I don't care if it was just for the photo. Couldn't they take their masks off just for the photo? Absolutely. And this has been perpetuated because there's been a false narrative the whole time that these masks work, especially the cloth ones and everybody with half a brain has known from day one they don't but if you said that you were just spewing misinformation you were you were a part of the problem and even our government now has put out um, a warning that if you are part of spreading misinformation you will be labeled a terrorist that's nice of them i guess i'm a super terrorist but who gets to ter- gets to determine what misinformation is and what it is not Because from the beginning of this thing, people have been talking about, what about natural immunities? What about natural immunities? Then studies are coming out from all over the world. Hey, guess what? Natural immunities are as good as having two shots if you've had COVID and survived it. Therefore, they were spreading the misinformation. And the people like myself that were were asking about this, just inquiring. I'm not a scientist. I was inquiring. What about things I've learned over the last 40 years about natural immunities, your T-cells, your B-cells, how you have memory reflex? And they say, oh, well, if we did a study and checked your blood and your antibodies are down, that means it doesn't work. Well, that's baloney because that's not the way your antibodies work. They fade over time. However, when you get infected with the same infection or another type That's when your T-cells and your B-cells come alive because if your antibodies were active every time something happened to you, your blood would be thick as motor oil and you wouldn't function. Yeah, but here we are. Well, and then if you were the one, as you're pointing to, if you're the one saying it like, hey, this doesn't seem reasonable. Here I'm using, you know, based on my life experience and the things that I know, for instance, in your life experience learning about different masks, for different jobs, according to OSHA standards, you have to learn all of those over time, depending on what your job is or things that you've done over time. There would be people who say, you're not a scientist. Your opinion, your your knowledge base, your background, your history, your questions don't count. Only theirs do. And then when it comes out later that, hey, you were actually right on track, these masks, the cloth masks, they don't work. You're like, hey, look, I was right when I I sought to question this. Like, no, you were never right. Uh, Science just caught up. And and they were, uh, yeah, 
they were always they always make themselves correct no matter the outcome no we just did more scientific study and we've updated our understanding so we're still right so i wonder why doctors don't wear cloth masks when they're performing surgeries yeah well even doctors will be noted as wrong in this scientific inquiry land there is a doctor who is board certified in internal medicine and she has been untangling the narratives of disinformation and misinformation. This is well before COVID hit us and she has um, brought her information before Congress, state legislature. She's given testimonies on bioterrorism, Gulf War syndrome, vaccine safety. She has a career where she's um, been consulted for international health by intelligence agencies and her scientific background and medical background actually helped to prove that there was um, an act of uh, biological warfare. Like way back in the 90s, she was able to show that uh, anthrax in a particular case wasn't natural, that it was actually being used as a bioweapon. So you have this very well-reasoned, well-studied woman and now she's having her uh, medical license temporarily suspended for being a misinformation provider. <laughs> and one of that is she was um, giving certain drugs that are quote unquote off limits to prescribe, even though she has found them to work in certain cases. So your hydroxychloroquine. Uh, so she she's had her. She's now getting investigated. She has to go through a mental health review with a, a psychologist. And here we have someone who is, who has literally written the book on misinformation, disinformation, has the background, and that's still not good enough. So to what you were saying, who gets to decide? And it seems political, One, not medical. 100% political. Just like the classes I learn at work. Take a sexual harassment class. A reasonable thinking person. That's a line that gets used all the time. Are you harassing that person? Others would look at it and say, well, a reasonable thinking person would say no because X, Y, Z. Well, all the stuff we've looked at over the course of the last couple years, reasonable people have come to the conclusion that a lot of this was political, not medical and not practical. When you have kids now that are kindergartners, kindergarten, that they say are two to three years behind now on reading, writing, the masks has caused mental issues with children in school. The science does not bear out what these school districts are doing, yet we're continuing to do it. It's 100% political because they're not following the science. That's why all of a sudden the mass mandates across this country and other mandates are starting to drop because they realize this is an election year and they're going to get the floor clean with their masks. Yeah, so they're, they're actually, um, there are five governors in five blue states that are keeping the mass mandate on children, but then they're letting the adults go maskless. So it's still not scientific. Either they work or they don't. But children aren't voters. Yeah, nope. but children aren't voters. So they're keeping them masked up in five states, California being one, New York being one. And so here we are, public school, and they're keeping keeping the kids masked. And if you speak out on it, you're just a conspiracy theorist. If you go to a, a school board meeting, like even in Illinois, there was a Bosnian immigrant who was trying to warn against tyranny. The school board members just try to walk out on him. Here he was coming from a place where he fled tyranny and he's trying to explain where he's coming from and the school board members are just getting up and trying to walk out. Yeah, it's all the people that say they used to be the compassionate ones and that's where you used to be able to separate the moderate dim from the liberal Republican is all of the thought processes has swapped sides and these people, they're out for themselves, I guess. They, they just don't want to listen. Well, and they don't want you to have any counterpoint, counter viewpoint either. Contrary opinion, correct. Just like trying to uh, stop Joe Rogan from being on Spotify, all of these 
people are trying to get him canceled. I'll take the hundred million. I know Rumble offered a hundred million dollars for Joe Rogan to come over the, to them. I think for a period of four years, and he said that Spotify is standing behind him, so he doesn't want to jump ship. But if Rumble, if you would like a Dirt Sailor podcast, we would be happy to be on Rumble officially and only. Absolutely, and Joe Rogan hit back today. And would you like to know what he said? What did he say? He said, don't cancel me. Don't silence me, Legacy Media. Do a better job yourself. And they should. Why shouldn't they do a better job? You should just listen to me because, because? Absolutely. Beto O'Rourke. Oh, Mr. Yeah, I'm coming after your guns. Yeah, but now that he's behind in the polls, you want to talk about political? I'm not coming after yeah. your guns. He's flip flopped again on AR 15s. Yep. Yeah, so I, I believe you touched on this. Greg Abbott is running for governor. He's not timed out. I, 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 I thought, thought he was he, timed out too. Yeah, so he is running, but I thought there there were enough Republicans running against him that it, that. Okay, so I thought he wasn't running again because there were so many Republicans tossing their name into the ring. And usually you see that when a person is timed out and it's like completely right, open. You right. don't usually see it when someone can rerun. Well, we need to follow our Texas politics a little closer because you never know when we might pack up. And move out. And move out of Cali. Unfortunately, born, raised here. I love California as far as my roots and... Being from the Central Valley, being from the breadbasket, being so many farmers are feeding the world. Our food comes from here. Our life source comes from here. And I'm so thankful for it. But then the way politics have taken over California, it has just gone so batty. I, I can't see staying here. No, I wish instead of them wanting to tax us at a 10% rate, if we do leave the state, I wish they would just pay us to leave. If they paid us to leave, it would open up a slot for people that are like-thinking. Like-minded individuals. There you yes. go. Here, you know what they could do? Buy my house. Do a one-for-one exchange. Buy my house, give me a payment to, to pay for the U-Haul and Absolutely. get out. Well, if you look at what some, like even what some schools are doing, it's not just in California. We've seen schools do this across the United States, which is to allow kids the decision on how they wish to present themselves. If a boy wants to be a girl or a girl wants to be a boy or non-binary or whatever, you have choice in schools nowadays for kids. And then the parents won't be told. And in fact, there was a case of a 12 year old little girl who attempted suicide twice at her school. Unfortunately, this happened in Florida where they have a, a certain law that um, I find to be very negative. But on the second attempt, the school called the parents to a meeting and told them that, by the way, their daughter was a boy and wanted boy pronouns. I guess the school outed this to her fellow classmates. She was already being bullied, and this caused further bullying. So then she apparently attempted to commit suicide twice. On the second time, they tell the parents what's happening. They The parents say, let me see my daughter or let me see my kid. And they would not allow the parents to see the child. And then they had the child transported in the back of a police car to a medical institution to get checked out because she was suicidal. And when they did that, they get to the hospital, then they weren't allowed to see her there. And apparently she was transferred somewhere and they couldn't quite get, they weren't allowed to get to her. They weren't allowed to see her. They weren't allowed to do anything. The school had been having weekly private meetings with this girl for a few months um, so that she could transition from girl to boy. And the reason they didn't tell the parents is because the parents were Catholic and wouldn't understand so, again, they outed her to her classmates. She's in the hospital. They finally get to see her, and she's been alone. 12-year-old girl has been alone this whole time. 
for this mental health check. So when they tried to see her and they finally do see her after she's been traumatized, transported in the back of the car, not allowed to see. And then uh, anyway, all of that, when they finally allow um, the parents to see at the medical facility, all of the information has been handed over by the school. So they call the little boy, the little girl, a little boy, and all of the information that has been provided. Clearly, the school was in communication with the medical professionals and the parents weren't allowed to be. So it's it's a crazy, crazy situation that unfortunately in Florida, as soon as something happens, the police are called. The parents have no choice. So we've seen like six year olds arrested in Florida. But the teachers are the ones who get to decide that it's going to go this avenue. They need to revisit those laws because I thought Florida would be a pretty cool state to move to. I think it's some of the the specific school districts and the way they handle the situations, but they do have the law on their side where the school district, the, the teachers are the ones making these decisions. And I think it's just way too much power inside a school, provided that is in a red state. So it's not just blue states that are the problem but it's our laws that we're passing in these areas that have gone absolutely batty yeah it's the people it's not the actual state itself it's people thinking that they have more power than you it's running the state like communism they're a ward of the state basically so then who gets to raise the child not you not the parent nope so another topic we've talked about with the in Hawaii's Red Hill, Red Hill, and the funding to help decontaminate the area. So there's a stopgap spending bill in Congress to help fund the decontamination. And while that is important that it, it be funded, it just reminded me that there's another stopgap spending bill which means we don't have an annual budget that has been agreed upon and signed and put forth. So here we are going from month to month. There's a certain amount of weeks to certain amount of weeks and government running like they don't need a budget. It's ridiculous to be here all the time. These are all supposed to be highly educated people with the best accounting backgrounds ever. We should never run into this. What, no. hap- what happens when a business malfunctions or fails like this? The IRS hammers them. But there's nobody to hammer them. They just get to keep doing what they want to do over and over again. It's Right, and it's supposed to be us by voting them in and out of office, and apparently that system's not working very well. Nope. And it's interesting you talk about the water problem over in Hawaii, which we've talked about in the past, and it's been an ongoing issue for multiple years. I guess it happened quite large in 2014 also where they lost 17 to 27,000 gallons of fuel. Oh dear. into the water system. And now they're still trying to figure out how to fix it because they do provide fuel for aircraft and ships and other machinery for transit all over the world. Well, maybe instead of a stopgap spending bill, we could actually work it into a real budget and fix the problem. Right, but here's the interesting thing, because I'm going to propel us now over to Walter Reed. And there must be something with water and our lovely military that we both love. Dirt Sailor Podcasting, both prior Navy. Well, there's a couple barracks there that have not had hot water for years. And it was just brought to the attention of an admiral there on the base. And lo and behold, it's only taken a week and they're already fixing the problem. And it took a corpsman who was not authorized to speak, obviously, to come out and say, hey, we're working at the hospital around COVID patients and others. We'd like to come home to our room, our barracks, take a nice hot shower, relax, unwind and get ready for the next day and we can't because there hasn't been hot water in these two barracks for years and it's sad that you have to be the bottom speaking up but (laughs) and we shouldn't i understand that there's supposed to be a chain chain of command and i do get that 
but sometimes it is speaking up in situation situations like that. So I was stuck on hold in Great Lakes after I graduated from boot camp. Hurricane Ivan had hit Pensacola, Florida, so the whole area was wiped out and they couldn't send us down there for schooling. And so another thing, bupers, which cut your orders, their their system was in Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. Their backup system was right next door in Pensacola, Florida. So when Hurricane smart. Yeah, when Hurricane Ivan hit, it wiped it out. So orders had to be cut by hand and they didn't know necessarily what was open, who could take which people where. So it was a nightmare, understandably. So I'm stuck on hold waiting to get my orders to go to either Pensacola, but they started sending some people out to the fleet and did like on the job training instead of um instead of doing it in the classroom setting because there was no classroom to send them to. So I'm at boot camp, on boot camp side because there's also a training side across in Great Lakes, but I'm on the boot camp side. And they also started setting up classes on the other side for uh, people who were stuck on hold. So here I am. One week goes by. We get more people. Two weeks go by. We get more people. Three weeks go by. We're getting more people, but some people are starting to leave. Week four, people who got there after me are leaving before me. Week five, same thing. People who got there after me and others are leaving like right away, sometimes within days. And we're like, why are they going? And I'm not. So one of the things that they would do is have a breakfast with a captain on graduation days. Well, apparently something had gone down and they didn't have the normal recruits picked out because it's usually recruits that do it on graduation day. So we got sent instead. Some of us that have been stuck on hold now five weeks. So we go to have breakfast and the captain says, what week of training are you on? Expecting, you know, <laughs> six, one week, six, day one, seven, three, five, two, whatever you're at. And the gal that I'm with says, oh, 13, five, I think. And he's like, week 13, are you, you know, stuck on medical? What's happening? And she explained the captain had no idea that this was going on. Apparently, us first sets of people, the first couple of weeks, completely forgotten about. Our name's not listed anywhere. So we weren't going to go anywhere but for her speaking up as, uh, you know, lowly seaman, speaking up to the captain, making a joke out of it, but it actually turned into us. I was gone the, by the next day. next day. I was, I had my, my assignment by the next day. That's kind of like going to a restaurant and sitting down and the waiter taking your drink orders. He or she brings you the drinks, and then you watch 50 people come in, and they all get their drinks and get their orders taken, and you still hadn't gotten your orders yet. <laughs> yeah. does feel like that sometimes. Yeah, it does. So jumping uh, to the lovely topic of the United States insurrection. So not the Canadian insurrection, but the U.S. insurrection. Hmm. So there's been various investigations and obviously people have been arrested. Prosecutions are going through a bunch of cases. And one of the cases we've touched on before is with Roseanne Boyland. Now, she was unconscious at the Capitol and died. She, she died. So of the deaths listed for the Capitol, she was listed as an OD by the coroner. It turns out that she, according to the coroner, OD'd on like ADHD medicine. I think it was Adderall or something like that. And that's according to the coroner. But the report, the autopsy report was heavily redacted when it was given to the family. So I guess someone who was there that day saw a Capitol Police officer beating Roseanne Boylan about the head while she lay unconscious on the ground. So there was a crush of people and and some of the individuals there became trapped and sort of a dog pile type situation happened and she was crushed and it it caused her to go unconscious along with another individual who was there with her. That was there next to her, not there with her that day. 
So then other people who were nearby who saw this and were trying to help her then see the Capitol Police officer beating Roseanne Boyland about the head and body. And so one of those individuals who saw it and it just sat so wrong for him, he decided to file a use of force complaint against the police officer. He used uh, someone who is really good at internet sleuthing to get the videos that were out there showing this Capitol Police officer beating Roseanne Boylan while, while she's unconscious. Not beating her to unconsciousness, but beating her while she's actually unconscious. And so the Capitol Police investigated, and they said it was a, a reasonable use of force. So they cleared the officer of the charges of using unnecessary force. So I guess when you are a Capitol Police officer, you can beat an unconscious person. They can die, and it's okay. Well, it's because if it went the other way, it would get in the way of their narrative, which is insurrection bad, Democrats in office good. Yeah, it would definitely go against their narrative. So also note, though, that she didn't die of getting beaten she died of an overdose, if you believe the coroner's report. But that coroner's report was also heavily redacted, and it took the family doing FOIA requests and inquiries even to get an unredacted copy of their significant other's uh Why the heck would you redact a coroner's report? Right? Because, I mean, she just used drugs and died, so or OD'd and died. Why would you redact anything? Remember Michael Flynn? Yes, I do. Yep. His sister-in-law, Valerie, is suing CNN for $100 million. $100 million? Who do they think they got? Chelsea Clinton. Chelsea? Chelsea or Kelsey? Whatever. That's a TV uh, (laughs) reference for any of you out there in podcast land who don't know. (laughs) So, Flynn claims a network deceptively edited a video to falsely make it appear that she was a follower of QAnon. She says they abandoned all journalistic standards and integrity, including their own standards of ethics in writing, editing, and publishing the false narrative. Didn't their CEO just resign? Yes, he did. Their leader just resigned. So during the Cuomo investigation, I guess the the CEO was outed as having an inappropriate relationship with a subordinate that he did not disclose. So they really don't have ethics there? None. Okay, so she should win $100 million quite easily. Well, and if she's not a public official, I think the bar is lower. Because apparently when you're a public official, the bar is higher, and you have to show like all this intent and malice. His Sarah Palin is actually going through a lawsuit right now. I think it's with the New York Times over one of their their editorial decisions. So, but the bar is higher because she's a public official. So I guess there's two different standards whether you're a public official or not. That's interesting. And I knew of QAnon. I knew about QAnon. Had a little bit of knowledge of their subject matter and what they what their belief system is. But it's interesting that you can't follow QAnon because it's a fringe group, yet you can follow BLM and some of these other groups that burn whole cities down or half cities or whole blocks inadvertently or on purpose kill people, yet that's okay. Well, one of the cases that an individual who is a part of BLM he, during one of the protests, he burned down a building that killed a father. It was, I believe he burned down a pawn shop and there was somebody inside and he happened to be a father. But it killed an individual. Whether he was a father or not is doesn't matter. So he, he burns down the building, kills this guy, and of course the defense is saying he shouldn't get that many years because of XYZ and the prosecution saying he should get more years because of XYZ and there's certain mandatory minimums in in different crimes but I guess the judge kind of sided with the defense in that he was 
protesting and doing what he did for a good reason with a bad result, so the judge gave him less time. So let me get this right. Burning down a building is okay? Because of why he was protesting, it's just cause. Okay. So what happens if you're in a vehicle and you run into somebody and you kill them? It depends on... What judge you get? Well, if you were on your way, you if you were on your way to that same protest, can't you then use that same analogy? Well, you might be able to, and if you get a sympathetic judge, you get to get less time. Unbelievable. Well, there's, I mean, we have all different laws on the books, and the way we enforce them is so different across the states. But understand that each state, if we look at states. They're not all the same. So sometimes we say, why did so-and-so get so many years for this crime in this state, but this other person got more or less time for the same crime in that state? Well, depending on how the statute is written can impact how the person is charged or how many years they're going to get. If they have mandatory minimums, that's another thing. So each state does get to decide how they're going to look at particular crimes. So that is something to consider. But if we have laws already on the books that are supposed to be for the protection of all of society, why are we then turning around and saying, I'm just going to make a different decision instead? So one thing we've seen is the Air Force unfortunately decided not to report criminal actions correctly to the public police and FBI So crimes would happen within the Air Force, and instead of reporting, they would just, the person could get a bad conduct discharge, and their life went on. So one of the, uh, a shooter that opened up on a First Baptist Church, killing two dozen people, uh, should not have been allowed to own a gun, but he passed a background check because the Air Force didn't turn over to the FBI that he had domestic violence and a bad conduct discharge. So it takes us actually enforcing the laws that we have. The Air Force was supposed to turn that information over, not to be a dig at the Air Force. But when you're supposed to do something and we already have the laws there, why aren't we following them? If we don't like the laws, then we need to take them off the books. Change them or take them off the books. So Pfizer, let's go back just a couple notches. I know we kind of bounce back and forth with COVID. I guess Pfizer and BioNTech has decided not to seek authorization of COVID vaccines for kids under five. Isn't the government trying to push them to do it anyway? Well, they're awaiting more trial data because instead of a two-shot, which is what they were driving for, they've decided to go after a three-shot. So once the data comes back on a three-shot, then they're going to ask for approval. And there are other um, shots that kids get in their school age, like before their school age, that are also three series shot or two series shot. So going for more is not necessarily something that's unheard of. But I feel like we're trying to make something happen that doesn't need to happen. Absolutely. And I thought that a lot of countries around the world are saying no, no, no to giving the young kids like that the shot. Others are, but apparently we're not in that same mind frame. So what's your opinion I don't have an opinion. I'm sure you don't. What's your opinion on felons, people who were, I don't want to say previously felon, felons, but they committed a felony. They they were um, either in jail or prison, and then they finished out their probation or parole, if they were on either one, and all of their time has been served, and they are no longer on probation, parole, out of jail, do you think that they should be restored to their previous status and have the right to vote? Depends on the felony. Stealing a lot from Target to the felony level, yes. Hit and run where there's a death, no. Okay, so there was an individual in Tennessee. She was... A part of BLM, she was the chapter founder in Memphis. She was accused and convicted of illegally registering to vote as a convicted felon. 
So if you look at a lot of the news, they said they went after her unnecessarily and it was an accident or unintentional, not an accident. It was unintentional that she was able to register to vote and voted a few times before basically getting caught. She was given six years in prison for for that offense. Multiple years or doing multiple voting in one year? Well, she she did voting in multiple years. Okay. I believe it was something like uh, across four years or, or so. And then she also tried to run for mayor in 2019, but I guess she was unable to do so because she was a felon. I think she was still on probation or parole at the time. So a lot of the the coverage that has been out there was not that she had 16 criminal convictions prior to running for mayor illegally or casting six illegal votes before being caught. So it was just that she had harsh treatment due to a misunderstanding of unlawful voting. She's a career criminal. Apparently. So it's just the voting itself, you know, if she had just registered to vote and voted would have been one thing, but she had a whole, you know, history out there. And there was something I've seen in a few articles where she may have tricked the probation department in giving her a clearance that she was off probation when, in fact, she was still on probation. Interesting. So, yeah, I was just wondering what your opinion. I, yeah. I do believe if you have completely served your time and you are no longer on probation, parole, I think you should be restored yeah, to be. That's why I said vote. it depends. To me, it depends on the felony. That goes to our former vice president, though who basically said he wouldn't stop the election process January 6th because he thought it was a legitimate and above-the-board election, even though he saw some irregularities. Well, what's interesting about these irregularities, so let's just say instead of irregularities, it was straight-up fraudulent voting. Let's just say it actually was fraudulent thousands of votes, hundreds of thousands of votes across the U.S., whatever the case may be, millions of votes. Let's just say it was fraudulent. As soon as they certified, even if fraudulent, as soon as they certified those votes, all the courts started saying there is nothing we could do. Once certified, it's basically like a wash. You can't go after it anymore. And I found that to be crazy. So you can, as long as you get to the certification process in those areas, it's not just... On January 6th, it wasn't just that certification process. It was before that when the states are certifying the votes over to the feds. As soon as the states did it, done. You can't go after it. And I don't understand that part. If it's fraudulent, I don't care who it's fraudulent for. If it was fraudulent in favor of Trump, if it was fraudulent in favor of some Congress person that was running, I don't care. I don't understand how certification is like hands clean moment. And I don't know how we can be the most sophisticated nation in the world, yet our stuff is always writ with problems, whether it's our water systems in the military, our voting across the U.S., our roads, our bridges, our salaries for these guys. I I just don't know how you fix this. I don't. I don't either. I, I wish I had all the answers. I have the answers, but 50% of the population wouldn't like it. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.